to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Hello, Stevie Carr. How are you? I'm so well, thank you. How are you doing this lovely evening? Oh, we're good. We're back again. I was just saying, what a difference a couple hours can make. Stevie and I tried to record the intro of this podcast earlier this morning in full transparency and had some college try. Had some technical difficulties. And I was so excited because it was like my first morning podcast. We're both morning people. And then we've had the rest of the day. And now we're got on and we're like, ugh. But we're here. I'm happy to be here with you. I'm so thankful that you've come on. And Stevie is the CEO and founder of Wise Wellness Guild. It's a community dedicated to the advancement of women through whole self wellness. She's been doing an amazing job of putting out content. I mean, are you doing like daily emails? It feels like. Yeah. We're trying to just understand what this new, what people need. Yeah. And so we've moved, we were doing some daily and now we've kind of moved to three times a week, uh, which okay. is a sweet spot of trying to just meet people where they are. Um, yeah. And a few like angry folks that were like, I liked it when you just sent one a week and like unsubscribed. And Seriously? Noted, like noted. No, it was great because you know what? Feedback's a gift. <laughs> no, you're, you're true. You're true. Except that I look forward to these yeah. emails in my inbox all the time. And it's just, you've been shining an amazing light on all the good work that people are doing. So it's great. If you guys haven't listened to Stevie's episode, please go back and listen. She talks all about WISE and how it got started and her mission. It's really incredible. And I know that you've been up to a lot, so I'm sure we'll we'll have some time to, to get to that. So before that, though, let's hear about your favorite workout. Yeah. So since I've been inside a lot and we've had some really wild weather, um, I think I mentioned before, like I love I running, not that I, I'm, a, I'm, you know, not a marathon runner or anything. I'm more just do it to kind of release, get rid of the anxiety, but inside, uh, I found we have a knockoff Peloton, uh, that I was talking about before. Uh, it's the echelon and I've never heard of this too. Yeah, the echelon. They've got, um, it's kind of a whole line of products, but it's cool because you can still do all the things that a Peloton can do. Um, it's yeah. just, you know, you don't have to pay like the monthly fee and all of that. But what I really like about it is, uh, you know, for me being in like a cycle bar or something, I, I love that energy that you get from other people. Um, uh, but I also can, uh, sometimes just like, I am actually more, highly motivated by, you know, myself and like trying to beat myself. And so interesting. Um, and I, but I also like the idea that like, I can do it a couple of times a day. If I mm. feel like I don't get in a really good sweat in the morning, then I can go back later on in the evening or like over lunch or something and kind of try to outdo myself. So that's been a really interesting challenge because sometimes I get up and I'm like, I don't want to do it. Like, I just don't feel like it right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, you know, think that what I have come to just appreciate is sometimes I just, once I get on and I just get going, there's a lot of different settings and options. And I found like a couple of my favorite people on there that have just like kind of really got a good soundtrack and yeah. approach the thing. So, yeah, I was going to ask, so they, you can, Kind of, do they have live rides or is everything kind of like a digital library? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do live rides or you can do a digital library. It's, it's effectively the same thing. Um, it's yeah. 
Peloton. But um, yeah, and and what's really, like I said, what's really awesome is for me, there, again, like sometimes when I get into it and I'm like, I want to just like, I want to break like a mini sweat. And sometimes they're like, I just want to beat the shit out of myself. Like, I'm just going to like go yes. hard and like, see how fast I can go, see how hard I can go. And, um, I, I am learning a lot about just my own self-motivation during this time too, because I kind of was one of those people that went into this thinking, I'm going to use this time to really get my act together mm. and like start a routine. And I just, I think that what, you know, we've, everybody talks about this, right? So I'm not going to be one of the people that talks more about like what, you know, letting yourself be who you are and be the most, that's not what I'm here to do. I think what more I'm just giving myself grace to say, you still need to get up and be a productive human being. Like mm -hmm. you still need to do the foundational kind of get your body moving those types of things. And however you do that for, you know, a couple of hours during the yeah. day, one way or another, then that's what you need to do. But I'm just not a very good, good person to be around if yeah. I'm not moving a couple of hours a day. So I, I know that about myself enough to know that it's got to happen one way or another. Oh yeah, no, I hear you. I was thinking that this is the time to have a Peloton or an Echelon or whatever it is. Like that, I would, I would love it. Yeah. It's just like, it, it is hard for me too to find that motivation to just to get going with the workout, you know, like there, I've said this a million times, there's no boundary, like everything is the same. So I'm like, how do I transition? Okay. Now I'm in this space where I need to be doing a hard workout. There's, I just cannot mm -hmm. kick my own ass in my living room. I cannot, I can move. I have found ways to kind of dig deep, get some grit. I know I'll feel better after to do those living room workouts, but I'm really like, I'll talk about now too, my favorite workouts, like uh, anything I've been able to do where I get outside. Yeah. And it, it's because for me, it's just like, it's this, it's not in the house. And even, even outside, there are some people around. So that's been great. And I kind of like can feed off of that energy. But last Saturday I went to, um, Ziegler park, which I'm now fondly referring to as the mall because it's where I spend the majority of my very limited time outside of my house and it's like just down That's the road for me. Well, I mean, it's the place where like I can go work out. It's the place I can like sit and wave to people passing by. It's the place where I, it's just like, it's the mall. It's just where you, we can hang out. You sound like the 84 year old man in Central Park. This is, this is where, this is my life. This yes, is life. where we are now. Yeah. So yeah. I did this workout. It was programmed by Sarah Jenkins of the original method. And so the workout, and so for people that aren't familiar with the park, um, it's a big, just huge open green space, and there's a walking track around the big open green space. It's probably a little less than a quarter of a mile around. Mm -hmm. So the workout was you ran a lap, and not like necessarily sprinting, but like you're a good solid run. And then you would do 10 slow descent jump squats. So like a slow down where you could really get into like the – lowest depth of your squat and really engage your glutes and then fire up into the jump. So you do 10 of those and then one push up, really slow down descent push up and then kind of fire back. You'd run a lap, you'd come back, you'd do nine of those jump squats, oh two push ups, run a lap, come back, eight jump squats, 
three push-ups. You get the you get the point all yeah. the way down, like yeah. down the jump squats and up the the push-ups with the lap in between. Um, so it took me about twenty four minutes, and I mean it was tough. It was really hard, and I loved it because it's the kind of like consistent difficulty where you're like always telling yourself keep going, like go go go. And I feel like that like twenty to thirty minute spot is great because it's super challenging and it's difficult to sustain and you're like working at that high level, but you're able to work at that high level because it's not an hour of the work or whatever it is. I love that. So my glutes were on fire and the track has somewhat of a little bit of a hill. So like you could really feel your, your legs working the whole time. Is she, um, is she open to doing more things outside? I, I have a friend, this is random, but like I have a friend who lives in Korea um, mm. and he owns this thing called Park Fit where everything oh. he does is outside. Yeah, I just have, do you know, do you know Kevin Wimmer? He does, he has elemental fitness. He does all okay. of his workouts outside. He was oh, just wow. a guest, yeah, a couple a couple of weeks ago, but that's been his, pla- his, his platform, his business for nine years, just yeah. all outdoor. I you didn't know each other because Dean is from here and he's like been in like GQ soul oh. or I don't know who knows. He's like Maybe. this buff white guy that in high school was like five, four and teeny tiny and then kind of became who he is now. But I, I had been kind of wondering when that movement would come more overtly to the u.s because yeah you know so that's amazing because i Check do out, think that, like people yeah i would love that that yeah. would be great i love trail running and uh you know biking and everything it's just it's really hard to know i i went uh to mount airy to do mm-hmm. some trail running and it was really crowded and oh. people just in general like i know you know i'm trying to be respectful and I just don't want them. I go and I run to get rid of the mental anxiety, and I just don't want to be in the thick. Totally. Of it. So yeah, so that totally. that would be awesome. I'll totally check him out. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not doing workouts right now because of mm-hmm. what's going on, but um, I think you know as soon as we're able to up and run again, he'll be there. But yeah, so yeah, I think I'm just like trying to to get get outside as much as I can with my workouts. Yeah. It, it helps a little bit with just like getting out of the living room, but I, I also know I can't escape the living room. So here we are. Can't escape it. And I, I yeah. think that there's so much with two kind of getting to, when I was at PNG, we would talk so much about like ergonomics and like things. And I have really tight hips and uh, like let lead all my back issues. Yep. And I'm like, I don't know if you can see my chair. My chair is like a restoration hardware, like basically software. Yes. Terrible. Like all the things. And I I took a picture before, like I have my computer up on two awards that I received mm-hmm. from like <laughs> they're like marketing awards. Mm-hmm. I, none of it is working. And so I am thinking about, you know, just how I am you talked about working in your closet and like yeah. having the desk and how you've got everything set up. I do think that no matter what, I need to be more overt about thinking about like this as an entrepreneur now working from home. If this is my foreseeable, my foreseeable future anyways, how can I start to work that in? And I've been thinking about getting one of those walking desks. And like seeing, I've never used one before, so I've never on like a treadmill. Yeah, like, like, yeah, I would love that. I, I was thinking about getting one and just seeing what that was all about because I, I really shouldn't be sitting like this all day, anyways. But I know, yeah. I, I, 
Oh, I get so cranky when I have to. Oh, yeah. Into a toddler, for sure. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Stevie? Oh, wow. Well, um, I think that since we last talked, we've been really with Wise Wellness Guild hitting it hard on trying to find the best way to reach people where they are with this whole self-wellness. And mm-hmm. we've started to, with the guild itself, so Wise Wellness Guild being really bringing the top experts in the industry um, and influencers in each of our regions together. And I like to do that in an in-person way. Uh, it's just the nature. Don't we all? And the whole business model was really rooted on this counter trend of digital and trying to get people face to face in these smaller, more intimate kind of experiences for vulnerability, accountability, all of that. So now that we're kind of getting into this um, digital space, what's, what I'm surprised by is actually how uh, vulnerable and how accepting people have been because it's their only option, right? People are like, great, let's do it. Like, let's, let's get down and dirty and let's start talking about better than nothing. Yeah. Better than nothing. And we all are, are in this together. And so, you know, we, we are, we're doing the thing, you know, moving to more of a digital platform. And I think thinking more thoroughly about what, wise will look like uh, in the future. And some of that might look, you know, like more online programming and content. Mm -hmm. Some of that's going to look like more of the diagnostic piece that I talked to you about really getting in uh, and being that matchmaker for people and being able to only recommend people that I've used or that my trusted peers have used and kind of be that matchmaker for the best. It's like a network, trusted network. Yeah, trusted network people, but also having a tool for you to be able to leverage and kind of track your progress and and get into that that space. So there'll be more coming from us um, in that space that I'm really excited to share once I get a little bit further um, along on, on the announcement. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, I think we're, you know, we're really leaning into this virtual wellness uh, piece. And so in May um, is virtual, it's, uh, it's Women's Wellness Week, actually. Mm. We made the decision to embrace that and launch a uh, virtual wellness month. So making May the entire month about women's wellness. And uh, Dr. Gina Macaron uh, is a woman that I've been partnering really closely with. Uh, through this, Loris Wolford, um, who is an executive coach, she comes. She's mm. something years of experience. Um, we've got you know industry experts across all of the different touch points of the eight the eight pillars of wellness. Um, mm. Our very own Chris Grody uh, is going to be representing. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm super excited. I'm really excited. It'll be it'll be a nice um, change for me because I think a lot of time in this space I'm viewed within fitness, but yeah. it's, it's such a small piece I mean, kind of the smallest piece of what my career looks like. So I'm excited to kind of get into that with people and let them see that I'm side. So excited about it. And this came up when we were, we did financial literacy and, you know, you were kind of saying, you know, I think I've got something that I can share with people. And that is what wise is about is we yeah. have these gifts in this you know, my thing is branding, right? Like I know branding and I know yep. how to build brands and that. And so I want to share that gift with people and talk to people about, you know, how they can embrace 
that they're not going to be everybody's brand, right? Yeah. And like there's some people are going to deselect you and you just have to be okay with that um, to, to have a point of view. But I think for you, you've built this expertise in occupational wellness. And I think understanding how to help people find the right employer. And this is mm-hmm. so timely, right? We were talking yeah. about this before all of this happened, but there was so many people that are going to be looking for jobs. And and I think also people who still have jobs reevaluating their, yes. their practices, right? It's kind of an awakening of such mm-hmm. where you have now this, this downtime to really do some more serious self-reflection mm-hmm. and then to be like, am I, am I happy with what I'm doing? Do I like what I'm doing? Cause if we're operating from this state of like, we're so busy, we're so busy on to the next meeting, on to the next call, it's the next week over again. You know, we talk about this in the, with the guests coming up, do you even have time to think about, am I enjoying what I'm doing? Or is this just the path I'm supposed to do? Because I was told this is what success looks like. Exactly. And there's so much about that, that I, you know, personally relate to, but I think that people in general are, hopefully using this time to really consider what is this all in service of and mm-hmm. what are we all trying to do in this life? And uh, the next guest I know talked a little bit about, you know, he was thinking about mortality, which, you know, can get super dark, but I yeah. do think that it's worthwhile to think, you know, how are, how do you want to be remembered? Um, and what, what's it all, what's the point? And yeah. uh, I think that, you know, instead of maybe thinking of, of this, you know, in this life that you're not necessarily quitting on something. Uh, I think that it's more of like, it's actually, you're starting a new, a new fresh beginning. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we want. We want to kind of give people the opportunity to just dip their toe in the eight pillars and nine different sessions. We're going to yeah. have, gosh, I'm, I could not be more excited. I told you, Dr. Macaron is going to talk. Um, we're starting out with something really fun in skincare, actually, Ooh, um, yeah. like the science behind it. So not the frou-frou, like we're getting into the, the, uh, logistics of like at every age, like what should I be doing? Um, and it's yeah. not about anti-aging, but really about like inside out health yeah. and how you really kind of manage the things that you're putting on your body and in your body to kind of give you some of that more, the confidence. And so many of us are kind of trying, I know for me, I'm trying to find ways to reduce the amount of makeup and, you know, products I'm using and everything. And so she'll be talking about that, which would be awesome. And, uh, Loris will be talking a lot about just like emotional, um, emotional intelligence and about, um, you know, how do we, how do we leverage our emotions for, uh, better leadership? Um, and, uh, then Kayla Hansen is going to come in and she will be talking Sensi about, fit foodie. Yeah, oh my God, so <laughs> excited. Uh, her and Melis from Ruya, um, are going to be talking, uh, doing a, a duo on uh, nutrition and on fitness. And as oh, you know, fun. yeah, so that's going to be super cool. Um, and then we've got Rachel DeRochers, uh, talking about, uh, social wellness. And I think that in this age of loneliness uh you know so many of us we can be surrounded by so many people but like not even just in isolation but what does real connection look like and so she is like the mother of this space of social connection and kind of creating round tables for people to kind of have that that's in creating that space for uh gratitude and for purpose and and those pieces and um we'll be rounding out the week with um, Abby Allen, um, she will be working through um, a lot of mindfulness and trying to kind of understand more about our um, 
mental wellness mm. and thinking more holistically about how we can connect with nature um, and just, I think, uh, helping us to to think more about the intentionality of each day. And then uh, one very close to my heart is uh, Molly Carr. So she's my sister-in-law, but I've spoken about her before. She is such an inspiration to me and always has been. She quit her corporate job uh, to follow being, pursue being a fine art photographer, uh, but mostly doing weddings. And uh, objectively, I think all of us, you know, knew that she's incredibly talented, but didn't know what she was going to do with it or how it was going to be. And she's built it into an incredibly successful business, has been featured in Martha Stewart Weddings several times in in Harper's Bazaar. And she travels all over the world, actually. Um, And she, you know, I think we weren't really sure what was going to happen with this whole COVID thing, but she's been just really nailing it because she is so empathetic and good with people. And it's just such a testament that like she's, she's doing well right now because she's in her right lane and she is in service of people and she's excellent at customer service and at branding and all those things. So I think that she's my, she's my North star. I'm like, follow what you're supposed to do and the universe will take care of you. So yeah. Yeah, That sounds amazing. Huge lineup. So excited. We've got people just, you know, um, I'm just so, so excited to be able to share um, share all of this. So it's basically, um, it's free for members and to become a member, um, you did $6 a month. Um, so that's really what we're charging at this point. It's entry level. You get a lot of different things with becoming a member. Um, uh, and then at, there's an upgrade to that. If you want the more intensive diagnostic piece, um, that can really kind of help provide that more overt, uh, coaching for you. Um, but I think that what we're really excited about too, the last thing I'll just mention, um, and then we can move on is the, uh, wellness box, um, and the wellness box itself is going to provide different, um, different products from a lot of local wellness providers. Um, Mm. So in addition to this incredible lineup, um, including Aaron Timmerding, I forgot we're going to be doing a session on financial literacy as well Mm. and about like money, which I know is huge for all of us right now, thinking about what's going on with our investments, what's going on, like how are we going to pay off debt when we maybe lost our jobs, all of that. But uh, with the wellness box, we're, we will have, um, Ruya coffee. We're going to have contours in clay, uh, little, um, little pots with succulents in them to kind of bring nature inside. We'll have, uh, a lot of skincare products for you to play around and try with, uh, grateful grams. We've got just a really incredible, uh, set of products that we're really, really thrilled to be able to share with everybody. And I think that the intention is let's see how this goes. Um, and if this is something that people like, um, then I would love for this to be a platform and way to get local wellness brands in the hands of people in yeah. this new way um, for people to be able to try out stuff. Because I, you know, we don't know what things are going to look like, but I, I just really want to be a platform for other people's dreams. And hopefully yeah. this is a way to do that. Um, and then I would be remiss without saying that like snackies in there. Um, Crunchmaster Cracker and Grateful Grams are like just two of the best, the best little snacks that you can get. And uh, so those will be in there too with a few other treats. I'm, I'm pumped. It sounds amazing. Yeah. 
The lineup is A plus, stellar, outstanding. So where can people learn more about it and kind of see visually for themselves if they're, you know, want to take a look at what's yeah, so on deck? Wisewellnessguild.com backslash wellness month. Um, and we'll be sharing on Instagram uh, throughout the month uh, just different behind the scenes on various people. Um, if you make the decision that in, you know, we're going to kind of start to slow down on signups as we get towards that May 2nd launch date. But if you get mid month and you decide that you want to hop in, um, like I said, it's complimentary for all members. So feel free to continue to sign up um, as this kind of, I think that's just going to come out Friday. So that's kind of perfect. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. That's so great. So what I want to talk about, I want to take a really quick, uh, detour and and call out something that i have been really feeling this week and i think that we're gonna we talk about it coming up a little bit this permission to be tired Mm -hmm. or not be on or not want to be productive or whatever it is because i have heard it from no less than five people this week, myself included, I've seen a random person posting about it on Instagram. People are like, I'm really tired. And and we're struggling with this. We talked about this before we started recording of like, why? I'm trying to figure out the why am I I tired? Like I'm arguably doing less than normal. I, you know, maybe don't have a reason to feel really moody or mopey or whatever it is and yet it's there and i think it's hard for people to reconcile like i'm not sure where this is coming from so am i allowed to feel it am i allowed to like lean into this wanting to just spend the day in bed kind of thing and the doctor coming up a medical doctor gives us permission (laughs) so i throw it out there for everyone if you need to hear it it's okay. And I'm talking to myself too. If like you're tired and you can't identify or you don't have to have a reason to be tired, to feel tired and to honor that tiredness. And I, I heard something else too, that I thought was really great. Uh, people talk about the letting, there's letting things fall through the cracks and then there's just letting things drop and just forgetting about them. And I, anyways, before all of this crazy was happening, I heard that and I said, what would that feel like if I just didn't reschedule that call that got rescheduled? You know, what would happen if I said no to something? And it feels bad in the moment because it feels like this immense guilt but I don't really know why. And I think it's because my personal brand wants to make the best out of every single moment. But I think that the reality of it is, let's take COVID away for a second. I think in general, when we're so inundated with information and we're just existing, right? Like whether you work for a corporate job and you're on the hamster wheel or you're, we have created our own hamster wheels of like this busy and we have this guilt associated with not being, with not being busy. And we talked about this before that I feel like I'm stuck between being incredibly anxious about being stuck inside and not feeling productive enough and not feeling like I'm doing enough and also anxious that quarantine is going to end. Mm-hmm. And that like, now I have to go and like 
figure out what I'm going to, what comes next. Yeah. And there's this, I know what, I know what my normal looks like right now. And it, yes, I'm anxious and I loathe it. And I'm so jealous of like the life I used to have, but I've mourned that life. And now there's this, and now I have to change again. Yeah. And that's exhausting. And I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I think that that's probably why, like, we're, let's just, I yeah. think that it's okay for us to just turn on Tiger King and like curl up with curl up with your best blanket, no bra and just veg out. I don't, I'm getting ready to finish binging uh, the rest of Shit's Creek. And it's taken me until yesterday to even like actually engage on that level with Netflix because I finally just resigned and made the decision. And I feel really good about that decision. Right yeah. Now. That's great. That's great. So yeah, that was, that was just an aside because I've just heard, it's just been on my mind all week. I've heard it from so many people unrelated, uh, that it's just like, Oh, we should give ourselves permission. We don't have to have a reason to be tired. You're tired. That's it. And honor it. That's it. It's hard. I get it. I get it. I get it. But the thing that I wanted to talk about was, or is so just last week I started wearing my Fitbit again. And I haven't worn my Fitbit in about an almost two years. So I got it for my birthday in March of 2018. And at the time, I was obsessed with it. I loved it. I loved tracking my steps and I would go on so many walks and I would be seeing how many miles I walked and I would like be religious about getting up every hour to do my 250 steps. Like when I was at the office, I would be up just like circling my cube so I could make it happen and get all those rings filled. And and I loved this sleep analysis and I would wake up and turn over and analyze my sleep and just like so into it. I talked a lot too, uh, like early days of the podcast, kind of about my watch. And I, admittedly, I had somewhat of a, an interesting relationship at times where I would get a little bit too like obsessed, like did I get my steps, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I recognize that. Um, but overall, you know, I was it was like a fun toy, you know? Yeah, right. But when my brother died in July of 2018, I I just completely lost interest in it. You know, like it was one of the, I wouldn't say many, but couple of things that I just, that I was very into before and it just went away. There, There's no rhyme or reason. I, some of them, I don't know if I'll ever get back. You know, for example, like I would have certain podcasts like on rotation. I would listen to them all the time. I'd listen to them for years. And then I just like got out of this routine and then just never picked it back up again. And so kind of with the same with my watch, I was like, well, I just, I'm not going to be into it. But in quarantine, I was kind of thinking, I was like, well, now the weather's breaking, you know, I'm going to be out walking again. I'm like, I wonder how this will feel. And so I put it on and I'm back on the watch and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm going to talk more about this coming up. Um, But yeah, I'm like, it's, it feels fun and like novel and I hate the way it looks. (laughs) I hate the aesthetic of it so much, but I'm like into it now. I'm having fun with it. It's like, it's that's, having fun. That's awesome. I, you know, I think because admittedly, I think the aesthetic piece is the reason why there's, um, was it Tory Birch or somebody made like the bands and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Like a necklace version or something. I don't know. There was like a whole thing in the early days of them. And I started just using my phone, you know, as a way, but I, it's so funny because I'm such a data nerd that I've never, I've never gotten into 
Fitbits. And I, I think that the reason is because I have from an inundation of data, like I love the data and then I want to know more about the data and I know my own tendencies to go down the rabbit hole. Oh, I'm already researching like, how do I get better deep sleep? Because I only had 33 minutes of deep sleep last night and it's like way below the benchmark average. (laughs) But don't you think, because I think that now is the perfect time to do it. Yeah, it is. You like, well, it's the one thing you can control, right? Is yourself. Oh and, yeah. And like lack of control and everything. Like this is a really great hobby. I oh, love I am it. on all, yeah. all of the control pieces right now. I'm like admittedly. I love that. Are yeah. you um now in terms of uh like since you got it a couple of years ago, is there anything that it's that doesn't do that maybe some newer versions might do? I have no idea. I, I have the Fitbit Versa. Um and like definitely since I like updated the app and stuff, there's like some different features, which is cool to see. Like before when I used it, they didn't give you a sleep score. They would just like tell you your data. And now they they scored out. So you can see like, okay, is my sleep fair? Is it good? I'm always between like fair and good. So I don't know what's beyond that. Very good. I don't know. What, oh my what gosh. Probably poor. Probably poor. <laughs> I haven't gotten poor yet, which that's good. The sleep is the thing I'm most into. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say there's, I've been doing a lot of research on sleep just only, uh, only more recently because as we've started to see more data come in from members on that, like sleep actually is a really big issue for a lot of people. Oh yeah. The why behind it is uh, a little bit more disparate. You see, there are some people that have a hard time getting to sleep. Uh, I, there's a couple of members that work in the entertainment industry. So they're getting up at like three in the morning and, you know, so they just generally speaking, want to live a real life and, you know, want to socialize. So it's a choice. They recognize that they want to be better, but they're just not going to make that choice right now. And then, you know, there's some people that just in the middle are never getting into a deep sleep and that, that sometimes can require a little bit more investigating. I think that's where I am right now. Yeah. More to come on my sleep. I'm sure yeah, I'll be talking. I know. About I'm more. so Yeah. If you need anybody, I, I can hook you up with a sleep medicine physician. Actually, um, we've got some people that with through UC Health that are just like experts in that space. So I was just saying today on my walk that I want to talk to a sleep expert. There we go. I'll hook you up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank God. I can't wait. I can't wait. Okay. Wild card, Stevie. Yes. What's the weirdest food you've ever eaten? Oh my gosh. Wow. The weirdest food I've ever, well, I, so here's the thing. I grew up, I grew up on the West side, as we talked about last time, um, eating a lot of meat and potatoes, a lot of fried stuff. Um, but I wouldn't say anything weird. And then when I graduated college, I started traveling a lot and kind of doing a lot of different things with work. And so, uh, I would say that the, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you three things that I've eaten that I think are really odd. One is a live sea urchin, um, that was brought to me when we lived in Chicago. Uh, we went to this tiny restaurant that had just opened and it was like six seats and, you know, you had to get a whole thing and you didn't have a choice and they brought it to you and I tried it and it was fine. I didn't realize that it was still alive until they started to explain it. And I, you know, think wine has enough to do with it that you just kind of try, try just about anything. Um, and when we were in Peru, 
we went to this restaurant called Mido that it, they, it was like the, uh, Michelin star, it was like 14th best restaurant or something in the world. And it was like 21 courses and kind of crazy, but their delicacy in Peru is guinea pig. And so I know, and I, it's not, I don't think it's actually that weird if you don't think about guinea pigs. Being I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I just don't think it would taste that good. Really? Like the way it was prepared was fine. Fine um, with meat. Yeah. The, the day is with meat. Yeah. And then I think that the, the very weirdest was um, only I was in London with P&G one time with the cosmetics team and we did one of those dinners in the dark and they <laughs> fed us shark and I had never had shark before. And yeah. I don't know, I don't think that's sustainable or probably like something that a lot of people would choose um, to eat, but it was provided to me and I didn't have a choice. I was blind at the time. It was a blind immersion. And uh, I mean, it was tough. Like it really wasn't that great. Won't be ordering it again. Um, I think a shark would taste. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you? Like what's your... Well, this was easy for me. I mean, I know I haven't had that many weird things, but um, I went to Spain in the summer of 2017. Ryan and I went on our honeymoon and did like a tour of six different cities. And so when we were in Barcelona, we like spent the day at Parkway and we didn't really do much research on dinner. We were just, I think we were had some other plans and we were starving at the, like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So we're like, let's just find somewhere and go in. And Ryan is like one of those people that has to like research everything before and like mm -hmm. look at the reviews and like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I just want to go in and eat somewhere. So we went to like the highest rated place within the, you know, mile radius that we were it ended up being amazing. And we got uh cow sweet bread, but neither of us knew what that was. And I don't, we didn't even look it up until after we had like gotten home from the trip, but it's, you know, cow's pancreas yeah. and, and it was really good. It tasted, I... it had the consistency of bread, but then mm -hmm. like a gamey flavor. Right. I'm glad I didn't know what it was because we yeah. were like, oh my God, this is great. Let's like, can we order another one? Like it was delicious. I would mm -hmm. definitely order it again. I think that that's the piece too. If you can get over it, the mind over matter, I think that all three of those weren't my choice. Yeah. <laughs> just were presented to me. And I think that I, there's so much that if you just go into it and just embrace like being in the moment that hopefully you can put your trust. If you trust that people are, aren't going to do you wrong and don't want you to die, then you're, either way, you'll probably be okay. Unless you have yeah. some severe allergies or something. For so sure. For that's sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Stevie. Well, Stevie's hanging out with us for the guests coming up. Uh, really awesome conversation. I'm super pumped for it. So thanks a lot, Stevie. Oh, thanks for having me. My guest today is an emergency medicine physician and now president of a fitness center coming soon to Cincinnati. His mission is to foster a community where clients are empowered and inspired to grow together and become their best selves in mind and body. With a focus on celebrating differences and addressing all pillars of wellness to help achieve your best life possible, coaches are equipped to help with any goal at any level. In fact, before three years ago, my guest had never done a squat. Please welcome Dr. Sanjay Shevakramani of Revive Strength and Wellness. Hello, you, Sanjay. I can't wait to hear about how you didn't, haven't done, had, didn't, hadn't done a squat three years ago. 
Can we talk about first about your immaculate pronunciation of my last name? Because that was like the best pronunciation I've ever heard. So thank well, you for that. Well, I have to give uh, a thank you to Stevie because this is also a, a funny mention that's that's worth bringing up. I think it's a testament to all three of our type A personalities that I reached out to Stevie and I was like, I don't know him yet. Um, can you help me out here? And I heard that you reached out to Stevie and we're like, uh, can you give me some insight? And so for listeners, it's uh, important to know a lot of firsts happening in this podcast. First time recording during the day, because normally I'm recording after work. First time recording with my brand new mic, which I'm so excited to hear how this goes. And then also first time recording virtually with someone I've never met in person. So I appreciate I, the trust. <laughs> Well, and, and and first at bat at this mic so yeah yeah right right well and thanks to stevie for for giving us like both behind the scenes of of each other i thought that was funny she's like well he oh, yeah. called me too and i'm like of course this is just like three type a control freaks being like i need to understand what i'm getting myself into <laughs> uh, well, well, i told so stevie to tell you only exactly. lies so you're in for something <laughs> i can't wait no i'm i'm super excited and i'm before all of this like COVID-19 craziness, we were already planning on meeting and getting coffee and we would have been able to do this in person. You would have came to the recording studio. So I'm happy that we we got to make it work. And even under these circumstances, I, I can't wait to hear the story. I hear I'm in for a real treat. And I, the combination of, an, and so are you an ER doctor? Is that what you say? How do you yeah. say, what do you say? I'm an, I mean, like, yeah, for, for everybody, it's an ER doc. Some people take like exception to that in the field you can call me whatever the heck you want like you know er doc is like the colloquial thing but okay. technically it's like emergency physician um mm. that's what that's what like the hoity-toities want to make sure that we all call it i don't care cool. um that's okay, good. Good it, that's why i don't care like most people including myself mispronounce my last name and i'm cool with that too which is why i never use it so like not it's it's all good <laughs> it's like a one a one name person like beyonce exactly that's the goal eventually a symbol yeah, yeah. Just like Prince. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So you so still an ER doc and now opening a new fitness center. So as if you don't have enough to do or you don't you don't like to keep busy or anything, right? Is that Yeah, it's uh it's it's been a bit of a challenge, but a purposeful challenge. So um, you know, I've been an ER doc for twelve years that I've been boarded as an emergency physician, but mm -hmm. um adding four years of training. So it's been 16 years of my life. I've been an ER doc. Um, but now, yeah, this is a new project, but, um, it's been great. It's, it's been a learning process, but something yeah. that, um, for once or not for once, but I've, I've definitely found something that I'm passionate about, which makes it really easy to do, um, yeah. or, or relatively easy. It's still hard work, but, uh, it, it's a lot easier than it could have been. Yeah. That was, uh, an important distinction that I, learned early on was starting this podcast. Like I was telling you before, you know, I have my full-time job in the kind of corporate world, climbing that career ladder, so to speak. And when I started doing the podcast, I immediately knew like, oh my, I love this so much. Much, It's the most fun I've ever had. I, I can't not be doing this. It's a, definitely a passion project. And then, you know, as it came on and it was growing and I'm like, okay, but it's still work. You know, like it's like right. there, yes, I love it and it's great, but, and I kind of thought in my mind, well, like just keep, you know, it's not going to have an effect on your burnout or it's not going to have an effect on other things because you love it so much. And it's like, nope, still, still work. You can love yeah. it and it still work. Yeah. 
I, I agree entirely. So that's something that really hot topic in, in healthcare right now is, is burnout among physicians. And a lot of outsiders mm-hmm. might think, you know, but you're doing such a noble job. Like you, you get to save lives, you get to do all that and see all this crazy stuff. Like, how can you, how can you have burnout? Um, but I that's can't something, imagine something that like, I wouldn't be burnout of that. Like, Oh, it sounds so and, it, yeah, and it totally makes sense that people would feel that, but I think it could happen with literally any job out there. Yeah. Um, and, sure. and it's when it kind of becomes, and I know it's kind of cliche, but when it, when it just becomes work, like you mentioned, um, that's when it's a problem, um, or, yeah. or could, could result in a problem. A lot of people go on with their whole careers thinking that, but, uh, for me, it was, it, I, I did get to a point where I had to say, you know, what really makes me happy and, mm. you know, starting another business, a lot of people were like, oh, so when are you going to leave the ER? Um, mm. But it, it is not in the cards for me. It was, yeah. it was something I wanted to do in addition, um, just to to have more of a reach as far as what I wanted to share um, locally and, and hopefully eventually further on. Um, so yeah, the, the burnout yeah. thing is real. Um, and especially in emergency medicine, you know, we work crazy hours. Um, we work a lot of nights. I just got off nights this weekend. So mm. luckily we didn't talk yesterday because you would have found like the troll in me. Because um, <laughs> yeah. it definitely comes out, you know, lack of sleep. You guys know it when it comes to wellness. Like, Oh, I turned into a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> an actual child. Uh, so it was one of those curl up kind of days. Um, and well, other than my conversation with Stevie and somehow she still agreed to be on this podcast, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but so I, I, I did need yeah. some rejuvenation after that. No, I'm glad. And you got your monster too. So that's exactly. Great. I'm, a big, I'm a big monster fan. It makes me feel really good also to know that a, a medical doctor drinks a monster. So I feel okay about it. <laughs> uh, I am not sponsoring this in any way, nor yeah. does it represent the views of UC Health. Uh, <laughs> Got it. Got it. Got it. So I want to hear about Revive Strength and Wellness. You know, tell us what it is, you know, what kind of sets it apart? Where's it going? And then I want to hear all about kind of the inception and birth of it, too. Sure. So start Um, wherever you like, whatever makes most sense for you. I think I think I want to start kind of back a little bit um, as as far as where the idea basically came from, because Revive to me and and we have four members of our group. but for me, uh, Revive is pretty much a microcosm of my life and uh, from three years ago and mm-hmm. what I've done and kind of putting, putting a, a, a business behind that process that I've been going through mm. um, to try to help other people. Um, because as, as you guys both know, um, there's, there's a lot of need right now, especially, I mean, COVID aside, there's a yeah. lot of need for wellness right now. And I know it's a hot topic right now. And quote, everybody's doing it, but um, everyone should be doing it. <laughs> and everyone should be doing it. Exactly. And and so with my personal spin and my experience um, and my experience kind of in life and, and not necessarily medicine, um, medicine's a, a part of what I do, but it's certainly not the majority of what I am or do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so rewinding, um, I, I'll go, I'll go way back. So uh Perfect. I grew up in Boston and I went to med school and undergrad, undergrad and med school straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in a seven year program. So I kind of just shot through. Um, so I got my, my seven years after graduating high school, I had a medical degree. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So really smart, huh? 
Yeah. Super, yeah. super Not lucky. Super lucky. I mean, super lucky. Super lucky. Right. Uh huh. That's what we're going to call it. Okay. <laughs> so I, I went through that yeah, and okay. then I got, you know, I, I matched in my residency in Boston as well. Um, and that was a four year process. And so for my whole life, actually, much to my mom's chagrin, my mom didn't want me to be a doctor. She's like, oh, you're going to get sued. Like, you know, it's, it's a great field, but like, why don't you do something else? And I'm like, sure. I, I want to be a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> There, there are no doctors no, in my family. No, son, please I, don't go into medicine. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. But it. she's, she's yeah. come to terms with it. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to shoot through. Um, and I I shot through and, and I did it. And then I reached that goal that I had wanted to reach for like 24, 24 years mm-hmm. um, or 27 years, actually, when I finished residency. And then I was done. You know, I had this goal mm-hmm. forever um, yeah. and I, I was done and I just kind of rested on it. Um, I moved to a couple places. I moved to Ann Arbor. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything about the color of blue here, um, but I do. I do watch the Buckeyes now, just just for the record. Um, I'm not a sports fan, so you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, I then moved to D.C. Yeah. Um I got married in DC and then we moved here um, mm-hmm. to Cincinnati in 2014. Um, so I had kind of just, I was a doctor and that was it. And I, I worked my job and I, I went to work like we've been talking about. And, yeah. you know, I came home and and that was the end of it. Um, there was there was not a lot else I did. Um, I was pretty much a slob. Um, I was uh, out of shape. How do you define slob? So, yeah. I, so I, I, I'm like... I, I hope like a lot of other people out there right now, um, which is, you know, you join a gym, you go for a little bit, you go for a month and then something happens, like you get a sniffle and then you're like, screw it. I'm not going to the gym today. And then that carries on for the week. And then it's six sure. months later. Um, sure. And so I would do that. And and honestly, when I went to the gym, I'd be one of those dudes who like, I'd be doing bench presses and like pull downs and I'd be like, okay, workout done. Um, it would be nothing like challenging. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that, that was kind of the, the slob in me, um, for a while, but I mean, you know, that's, that's a lot of people. I I look back on it now and I'm cool with it. Um, but I did, I did what was easy. Um, and I mean, you guys, I I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but school was easy for me. Um, it was fairly easy. I I pick up concepts pretty quickly. Um, and I, I memorized fairly well. And so it all went well. Um, but I would always think like, you know, life is, life is pretty easy, um, in general. Um, but the thing was, and as, as I've reflected and and we'll get to the punchline here, um, but as I've reflected recently, like life was easy because I, I chose the easy things. Um, Mm. and I got rid of the really hard things like running, like I hate running. Um, and I was like, well, I'm not going to run. Um, and, and so life is easy because I'm not running. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to push myself at the gym. That's easy. I'm not going to, you know, I, oh, I hate violin. Um, I tried it. I did it for like seven years really poorly. Um, and then I gave up on it because Mm. I was not good at it. And, and so, um, that's my cat. Uh, you guys, uh, everywhere else can't (laughs) see him, but he just jumped onto my lap. Say hello Hi, to Argo, and he will go away now. He is he is insta famous somewhat. Um, you go away now. Oh, then okay. please get him on. Uh, sorry about that. Where was I? Um, he's distracting. You were saying that you picked you did viol- violin. 
Okay. But you stopped after seven years. You didn't yeah. run. Yeah. So um, I, you know, I kind of did the things that came naturally to me. And when it didn't, I didn't challenge myself to do it. So I just kind of slipped into this area of comfort without knowing it because it felt easy. Sure. Um, Humans want to be comfortable. Yeah, it totally yeah. makes sense. And that's <laughs> yeah, why it, totally it, makes, it sense. makes sense. But um, it, it led me to a point where um, unknowingly I was becoming unattractive. Um, and unattractive probably to myself, but mm-hmm. uh, eventually I was told that I was unattractive by my now ex, um, you know, and it was, it, 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 that was a tough thing to swallow. So, you know, it was three, three years ago now, um, three years and a month ago, um, where she told me that. And honestly, like, I have nothing but love for her. So I want to get that out of the out of the way first. Um, she's an amazing human and she had insight into me where I didn't. Um, but her, you know, her point was like, you're, you know, you're just kind of a dud. Um, and I'm, meanwhile, I'm thinking I've made a ton of money. I have a successful career. I take care of you. Like you're, you're the person that I'm, I've actually focused on for this long. Um, and that in itself, now that I look on it was actually unattractive. Right. So like no one wants to be doted on 24 seven. It's cool in the storybooks. It's cool in the movies. But man, like there gets to a point where no one wants that attention 24 seven or someone else living for them. Yeah. Um, Which puts a lot of pressure on that person. Yeah, it does. And and I I unknowingly put a lot of pressure on her to like, you know, she would work long hours and come home and I, I would expect, you know, I would be giving all this attention to her. And she would come home and I would be like, okay, now it's my turn. Like, you know, where's my attention? Um, But I didn't appreciate the, you know, I didn't appreciate the human in her. Um, It was all about me. So, so there I am. It's March, 2017 um, or even before that. And, uh, and I was scatterbrained because, you know, this, this thing, this person that I had been living for, for, you know, many years, just told me that she doesn't want to live with me anymore. She doesn't want to be with me anymore. Um, and that was a shock um, because I could have seen it coming, but I didn't. Um, so, you know, going through that was a tough period in my life and, and you know, understandably, yeah. yeah, cause uh, you know, everything gets turned upside down. So I, I went through this period of reaching, um, you know, how do I get her back? You know, mm. what is she, what is she like? What can I do? I'm going to start running. Uh, <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to start running because she likes to run. Um, and, and that'll be attractive to her. Um, I, I still remember this day where I read the five love languages. It was like, yeah. you know, I wasn't a reader before. So uh, I read the five love languages and I read this book and I'm like, sure. Mystery solved. I've got this thing under wrap. Uh, totally. And I, I came to her with it. I'm like, look, I solved all our problems. I nailed it. I read a book. Um, <laughs> I read a single book. I yeah. found the answer to life. Let's go. Like, let's go get back together. And she's yeah. like, yeah, no. Um, and <laughs> again, I'm, I'm really blessed that she, you know, she, she held firm to it. Um, yeah. So, you know, I went through this period of grasping and, and eventually uh, it led to this culmination. I know I'm going kind of roundabout here, but this is, You're this good. is all kind of what, what happened. So, uh, you know, we we were living in separate rooms, and I still remember this day. And this is one of those crucible moments. And I can't. I think John Maxwell 
call them crucible moments, but there's these big moments in your life where, where things happen and you remember, and there's a pivot point. Um, yeah. I remember, you know, I was, a, I was angry um, and rewinding like 10 years ago in a prior relationship. Um, even more than that, I got angry and I, I punched a wall and uh, I have a boxer's fracture on, the, on my right hand from it. Um, but that's how I dealt with anger then. Um, and, I, you know, my solution back then, 10, 10 plus years ago was oh, just don't get angry. Um, actually, no, it wasn't, it was, it was don't punch walls. Right. So like I'd find carpet to punch or, oh, or, okay. bed, <laughs> and you know, cause that's healthy. At least it doesn't hurt me. Um, yep. or, yep. or just rejecting that anger, but it was more like, yeah, just don't, don't hurt yourself. Don't be a dummy and punch a wall. Oh, it mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I'm, I, I, I reacted angrily to a lot of situations. So I'm, I'm standing there, um, and I, I went to quote her room um, and we were talking and I, I got pretty upset. I was like, you, you are not showing any emotion as we were going through this. Um, and Which personally, it for me is the most infuriating thing of all. And it I'm was like, infuriating. It was like, I, we're, me here? <laughs> we're going through some serious shit right now. And, you know, I'm not feeling anything from right. you. Um, and she just held firm and I'm getting, you know, I'm getting infuriated and I'm getting really pissed. Um, and I'm standing hands on hips in her doorway and she's like, you're an angry person. And my reaction was, I'm not an angry person. And you know, like I lose it, I lose it. And it was that night I'm sitting in bed and I'm like, it's, it's playing over in my head. I'm like, that was an angry reaction. You're an angry person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was that moment where I opened, like my brain opened up a little bit, um, just a little bit to say, you know what, everything, you know, might be wrong. Um, or at least I had the first inkling. And so I, I get this book on Kindle about anger management because I figure there's gotta be hey, something here. You can solve it in a book. All the emotions we're going to put in through a book. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and what this anger... What's that, Stephen? Yeah. For like, well, for like logical people like us who want to like put process around something, we're like, oh, this can be solved. There's no way that this is something that I have to figure out on my own. I have to find the expert to tell me. Like Glennon Doyle for sure can tell me how to deal with this. <laughs> yep. Rachel Hollis. Right. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. yeah. I love it. Um, so, so that night I get this book and I start reading and the, the first part is it's like, yeah, you might be thinking this book is for like people like murderers and rapists, but you're probably because you're reading this, you're probably deserving of reading this and this will probably apply to it to you. And the first chapter is all about, you know, this anger comes from insecurity. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, and as I read it more, you know, I'm taking notes on it. Um, and it it really opened my eyes as far as where I was coming from. And and ultimately I realized like I'm an insecure person. Um, or I, that's what I, what I realized at the time was, you know, I'm, I was, I was relying on validation from someone else to, to be happy. Um, right. and you know, that's still a, a, that was a process that didn't, it didn't click like a light bulb, but it's that, that light bulb started to shine just a little bit. Um, yeah. And, and it was through that process that I started being like, I, I was, I never read. In fact, my, my friends in undergrad and med school, we like made fun of quote readers. Like we would be like, oh, nerds, like, you know, and, and we were, we're the nerds, right? Like we're, we're nerds, going through undergrad. Through <laughs> yeah, right. We're, we're the total nerds, but we think they're the nerds. It's, it's like the us versus them kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
but that's when I started to embrace reading. Uh, I never really enjoyed it. And now it's like a, a huge part of what I do. Um, and it's not just self-development stuff, but, yeah. you know, it's just for fun and spirituality and all that other stuff that, that helps me be better. But um, that was uh, that was the beginning. And so, you know, I started to read more. And one of these books, I think it was like, You Are a Badass or, or I, I can't remember. Um, it, it said, like, you have to work out. You you just have to exercise um I love no matter what yeah <laughs> yeah and, and it's not like uh it's it wasn't like this is everything but if you want to succeed in life if you and and you know i was by objectively by objective standards i was a success right i i had a good job i had a house and a mm-hmm. car and all that other stuff but i i wasn't happy and i i also didn't realize that and i think that goes for a lot of people like you, you just go through life and and you don't you know, take a measure on yourself. And so right, um, right. it was, I, I was just like, you know what, what do I have to lose at this point? Like, I will start working out, but I have no idea how. Um, and so I literally Googled and I did a search for a personal trainer because I had hurt my back in the past and and I had dislocated my left shoulder like seven times in my life. Oh. Um, never went through rehab. Why? Because like, that was too hard. Like, it, you know, it's easier just yeah. to let it be. And then boop, out my, goes my shoulder again. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so I had all these concerns about working out, but, you know, looking back on it, probably excuses. Um, but I Googled and I found this personal trainer and it was a guy named Luke. And uh, I literally walked down the street. Um, I, I emailed him at like 11 p.m. on a Saturday night. And he wrote me back on Sunday morning and he's like, come, come down, let's talk. Um, and so we met for over an hour and literally just talked about life, like what I was going through at that point, which I was still a mess, right? Like I'm, I'm still going through this. Um, we're still separated. I'm trying to figure life out, but I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm scared about my body. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not comfortable with anything. Um, like help. And he's like, well, Well, what are your, it's an earth shattering thing it's like your life was one way and you know when you're talking about that your idea of success was doing all these things and it sounds like a lot of people right they don't even take the time to stop and think am i doing this because i really like it and because i'm happy or am i doing this because this is what i've been told i should do and this is the marker of it and if i keep on this path i'm never going to have to really think about all the things that make me uncomfortable and the bad feelings that i have and you know the the ways things can go wrong if i'm just like if i do this this is the way to this is how i'm going to be successful i'm going to be happy exactly like the yeah it's the it's It's the hard work it's it's hard work to to look at yourself and really like take yourself apart um but it was necessary like yeah it was awful (laughs) like i had to face like every single (laughs) demon of mine like looking at childhood and doing all this other stuff but man like now that i've been through it and i did a lot Mm -hmm. of that by myself with reading and reflection and, and journaling um, but I, I did need a therapist at a time. Like, you know, I, I went to him like five times and he's like, uh, you don't, you don't need me anymore. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Well, uh, you, you know, a certain, a certain level of it. Like, okay. Well you call it being lucky, but other others call it is some, you know, level of intelligence where you're able, it's not that you couldn't do the internal reflection. It's just that you were choosing not to. Right. Before, and so, right? Like and so, unconsciously yeah. choosing, like, you know, yeah. just going with the easier, better way, or at yeah. least better in yeah. my mind, because it felt good at the time. Um, so yeah. I, so Luke and I sit down and, and he, you know, we just talked about it. He's like, so what do you, 
what, what are your goals? Um, and I was just like, I, I just want to look better and feel better. Um, and he's like, Fair. I got you fam. Like, it was just like, a, <laughs> it, it was, you know, he, he, he knew and he's, and I'm like, look, I've got a back problem. I've got a spondylolisthesis in my lower spine. I know about it. He's got, I've got a left shoulder problem. He's like, that's okay. We'll work with it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I got measured and, and he did all these like, you know, flexibility tests and I was God awful. Like I, you know, I, I literally, I didn't ever stretch. I didn't run. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I was yeah. just like a pudgy <laughs> dough ball. Um, and, and we started and, you know, the next time it was a full assessment of my range of motion and, and doing stuff and watching me, watching me squat. And he's like, so, so do a squat. And I'm like, can you, can you show me? He's like, and, and, but there was the thing about it was I felt really uncomfortable going in and Luke was just like, this is how you do it. Like there was mm-hmm. no judgment, nothing yeah. like I, you know, it's so I, important in a, yeah. in a coach. Yeah. Cause you know, my, my, and I think a lot of people's ideas of a, of a trainer, um, is someone like, who's like spitting while yelling at you and like, do one more, you know, like, it, mm-hmm. And and that's what I was scared about going in because like here here I am like my ego is fragile as hell and like I've just been wrecked and like do I need another person telling me I suck right now? Um, For sure. And, and so I I needed I needed someone to be non-judgmental and that's what I got. Yeah. Um, and so we you know we started and we started with the very basics. You know I didn't I had never heard of what a deadlift was. I I like none of this stuff. Like CrossFit was like this nasty word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, and still like, I, it's not, it, you do some CrossFit techniques, but you know, I'm not fully into CrossFit or anything. Um, but you don't have it, to be. yeah. And it's, yeah. It, and no, no disrespect to CrossFit. I think it's a great no. community in itself, but, uh, we do do the, you know, Olympic lifting and stuff, which it, that mm. stuff was, I could never do that. You know, it's like I had, I had put myself, I, I was never athletic. So like, let's go back to childhood and me being great at everything uh athletics hell no like yeah. it's like baseball i i there was a season where i played little league baseball and i had one hit all season everything oh, well, else was yeah. a strikeout it was kkkkkkkkk <laughs> home run and then strikeouts again and it was oh. by one moment of glory i still remember that because it was like the one so. good yeah. moment of the season i was like 12 um but but like you know there was no sport i was good at naturally um Mm -hmm. so i was not an athlete and that's how i define myself so like why would i why would i be able to lift why would i be able to do anything um Mm -hmm. i wasn't i'm i wasn't given athletic talent um i was given smarts talent so i went Mm -hmm. to this the smart stuff um i i was given a science interest so i went into sciences but anything i wasn't good at like business like naturally or anything like that i just avoided um and so yeah and i think that's that's we're all guilty of that to some degree and there's nothing wrong with it um it's just the way we are as humans like why why wouldn't i do the thing that's easiest it totally makes sense um but we so we we started working and uh and we you know, we started training together and he's still my coach to this day. And, um, about it was 2018 in the middle of it. We're like, you know, we can make this something better. Cause he's an independent contractor with, a mm-hmm. with this gym at the time. Um, okay. he was working with together, another guy, uh, Steve, um, who's also now part of revive. Um, uh-huh. and, uh, those two had been together forever and I knew Steve well. And we, we said, you know, why, 
why don't we start something? Um, and for me, it was, you know, I've gone through a lot. Um, I want to share this gift that I've received from Luke with more people. Um, yeah. Because for me, it was that non-judgmental way he was. It was the, it was the, I don't want to say hand-holding because he'll never hold my hand through anything, but he'll maybe push my hand towards something. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds and, like he just like held space for you. Yeah, like exactly. Like you were able to, to come in and he, you know, met you where you were. And I think that's true. I mean, that's true for me, someone that tries new workouts all the time. I go to different studios or I'm training with different people. And, and that just takes practice like anything else of just showing up and being like, I'm going to be afraid and uncomfortable in this moment because I don't really know what to expect of this person, but I've done it before. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. But it's still so important when you come across another trainer or another coach and you, it, it's almost an immediate feeling of like, okay, I'm safe here. Like this is, this is okay. And it, yeah. And that, that it was that feeling it's also, Yeah. And it's more than just the workout, right? Because if you're oh, just yeah. focused on your body and you're just focused on becoming muscular and, you know, losing the weight, you're solving for the wrong yeah. thing. It'll never stick. You'll make mm -hmm. the excuse. You'll yeah. wander around the gym and do the easy stuff all the time because you're, you're at it for the wrong reasons and external validation. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like yep. that right. you really found somebody that was able to connect with you on a deeper level. And like you, Chrissy, you said, hold space. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that, that term. And that's what I get. That's what I got from Luke. It's what I get from even talking to Steve. I mean, like the, the guys in our group and, and there's a fourth member, John, um, where I think, we're all people, 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 uh, so people, persons. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, we're not just, we don't tell people how to be. And I think for me, this comes from being in the ER. Um, I, I meet 4,000 strangers a year. Um, and you have to know how to relate to strangers, right? And like arguably they're in a very vulnerable position when they're meeting you. Exactly. And, and, like, you know, maybe the most vulnerable they've ever right? been. <laughs> They're the most scared they've ever been. They come to this strange place. They meet this strange human. Mm -hmm. And I have to get these people's trust to, mm -hmm. to order these tests or do these crazy procedures on them or tell them that they, you know, have to stay in the hospital or go home despite feeling poorly. And they yeah. have to trust that I care about them. Um, yeah. And it's not just let me make them feel I care about them. It's it's about really caring about people. Um, and and that's the only way because people can see through fakeness. They can see through facades. Um, and and that's what I I pride myself on. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it was something that I consciously work on um, as far as really getting, you know, is it, it the word empathy, I think, is thrown out a lot, but really like appreciating people for their differences, understanding, like, I was thinking about it earlier today, like, there are a lot of ER docs out there, and, and a lot of people in general, I don't want to single out ER docs or, or specific people in general, or specific people, but there are people that would be like, oh, well, I like broke my ankle, like, five years ago, and I didn't feel any pain. Um, or like, my whatever died, and, and I didn't, face any struggles. Um, mm. but when we, when we don't see the individual things that make up other people, um, we, we don't give them the best chance to succeed in themselves and we put them into a box of judgment. Um, and, and that's what, again, what I was fearful at, at the time was, was someone else 
thrusting something onto me, you know, um, being like, this is what you need. Uh, but mm. I, was, I was also open to anything. But the, the thing is, if I wasn't comfortable with something Luke was telling me to do, that would be fine. Um, yeah. would, but, but it wouldn't just be like, okay, we won't do it. It's more like a, a why. Uh, mm. Why don't you feel comfortable? And then, well, let's talk about it. Um, and it's that it's that relating to people that I so much appreciate from Luke, Steve, and John. All three of them yeah. um, are just you know fantastic humans in general, and and really care about the individual person. And don't don't just say you know my way is the right way because that your way is the right way for you. Um, yeah. And and for other people, it could vary significantly. And that's that's really why we wanted to to start this. Um, the the concept of revive is, you know, it's a, it's a strength and wellness is, you know, it's revive strength and wellness. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we want to focus on it a lot because I think wellness, especially as I see the sign behind Stevie that says wise wellness, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a term that's used a lot and, and for good reason is because it's, it's the most important part to life as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, but I think a lot of people may use it and, and definitely not Stevie here, but a lot of people may use it just kind of as a catchphrase, uh, and not really pay attention to it. But we, we really want to give that the attention it needs. Um, because yeah, we, we can make you stronger. Um, but if you're not in a good mindset, like Stevie was saying, like you could have like rock hard abs and, and still be miserable. I mean, like, you know, I don't want to, I hope he doesn't see this, but I think about David Goggins sometimes. Do you guys know him? Of course. Yes, I know David Goggins. Actually, that dude goes so hard. Go ahead. All the time. So I have to do a quick, my husband is, you know, listen to David Goggins. We're big Joe Rogan fans. So that's how I've been introduced to, to Goggins. And um, my husband is doing his own like little pull-up challenge with himself. Because, you know, without a gym now, we don't really have heavy weights. This is kind of a, a way to make up for it. So he has a pull-up bar, like, situated between a door frame, right? Mm-hmm. And so now he's doing – he's, like, adding 25 pull-ups every other day. So I think he's at, like, maybe 175, 200. Holy crap. So – and I'll, like, watch him, right? Like, he'll do 100 pull-ups maybe in 12 minutes or eight I – don't, I don't know, some t- amount of time. He's like, has a little bit of time in between. Mm-hmm. David Goggins done like 4,000 pull-ups in a day. (laughs) He's almost there. Almost there. (laughs) Like, I can't, I'm like, who are you, David Goggins? Who are you? I I mean, like, there's something, I don't want to say there's something wrong with him. It's not a wrong, but like, there's something off and different. He is not a normal human in the head. He is not. He's definitely not. And that's what, He's missing a part that says, Hey, you're in mortal danger. Stop. Well, did you guys see that? What's that? Uh, oh, free solo. Did you see that one? Yeah. Same thing, right? But, oh, yeah. that dude. That dude just missing some part of his brain. Like literally, he is. I think they did a functional MRI on him or something. Yeah. I mean, he's like his fear center is like absent, that, yeah, and he just yeah. goes. Um, but yeah, it's it, it may not be the best thing, but hey, it works for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I I think. For most of us, um, <laughs> where where things matter more than than fitness, um, and and I think you know, for me, there's a lot more to life than fitness, and that that's the approach I take with this. Um, you know, as far as going to the gym, that's an important part for me, but it's a it's an element. I yeah. need it. Uh, I realize I I need exercise, um, and you know, the books are right because if I don't go for a week or something, I'm 
dead. Like there, there's yeah. something off and you may not be able to put your finger on it, but I, I've definitely felt it. Um, and it's, it's only through that kind of repetitive going back and being like, oh yeah, oh, this was what was missing that I really get it. And it can suck yeah. at the time. Like oh, workouts yeah. can blow and you, you know, everything's right. burning and, and on yep. fire, but, um, it's those points where I'm, I'm kind of looking forward. Um, and, and as far as the future, because to me, going to the gym is, um, something that helps me one, feel more confident in life, um, mm -hmm. be able to take on challenges, but also it's going to make me live longer. Um, so I can do the things that I want to do in life. Um, yeah. and a lot of that stuff hasn't been determined yet. Um, the majority of it hasn't, but I want to be around as long as I can um, and feel as good as I can while doing it. And this is an important part of it. But again, it's it's not everything, um, but yeah. it, it is a right. kind of a, a way to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So what does the, the the programming look like? Is it in individual coaches like you mentioned and people can find who works for them best? Do you have any group fitness, open gym? You know, what's the what's the situation? Sure. So the concept is um, everybody is we really pride ourselves on focusing on the individual. So mm -hmm. right now we don't have any group options. Um, it's yeah. all individual coaching. Um, and so after you meet with your coach, uh, they will start designing a program for you. Um, there's different levels of membership, one or two or three times a week uh, that you can go. I, I've been three times a week since I started. Um, mm. And those, the programs you get, you know, you'll get in your app um, beforehand and it's been individually programmed for you. So like, I'll give you an example. So when I, when I first started, you know, deadlifts were like a little part of it, but it would, it would say what weight um, I would be at or, or what percent. And then mm -hmm. based on my performance that Luke would watch me through, the next week he would he would up it by a certain percentage, but it wasn't following a formula, a specific formula. Um, but it was it was incorporating how I did, how I looked, how I felt afterwards, and then you know what the next step in his mind was. Mm. Um, but on top of that, you know I've I've injured myself through stupidity uh, over the last three years, not necessarily at the gym, but like doing other stuff sometimes. And I'll tell Luke about that. And I used to be scared about it because I would be like, oh, he's going to yell at me. Um, right. But I'll be like, hey, my shoulder's acting up. And, you know, he'll always give me this eye like. Mm. Uh, and I'll be like, it's just not bad. He's like, OK, so substitute the ring rows, you know, in for your pull ups today or, yeah. or something like that. Um, and that will carry over. So like, you know, my next week's program is going to say if shoulder's still hurting, you know, do your ring rows. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and so it's it's you know, it's the, it's that feeling that someone actually gives a crap. Um, because it, you know, it's it, the, the thing I, I boil down humans to a lot is we all want to feel like we matter, right? Like yes, that's, that's, that's a big human need. Um, when, yeah. when it comes to other people or ourselves, like why, why do all of us, why are we doing all this? Like why, yeah. why Chrissy, are you having this podcast? You, you want to help people be better. You want to yeah. have an impact on the world. Stevie, same thing. Like, you know, wise wellness guild doing amazing things, especially for women. And because you want to help the world, we all want to matter. Um, yeah. but we all also want to matter to others. And that's just the, that's the innate part of being human. Um, right. but, Which but I when think it, is a, is a, one of the reasons why so many people right now are having such a difficult time being out of work. Like yeah. it's not even just the financial piece. It's that I, I'm not contributing. Like I'm not showing up for someone else to take away my, you know, myself. Like that's really hard. I, yeah. I've been thinking about, that's been on my, my mind a lot with people that, you know, we might think, oh yeah, you don't have a job. You can't pay your bills, but it's like your social situation, the yeah. way, the way that you, you can't contribute. position, 
yeah, yeah. but just in yourself in the world, like the reflection of you as as an individual, like it's, it's sure. tough. Yeah, especially especially how you project yourself to the world, which is, I, I think, a, a big part of how we see ourselves, right? Especially like social media and everything. Um, and if, if I'm staying in my house all day, then I'm not doing anything. But I'll tell you, um, when this thing first started, when COVID first started, and I we were, you know, we set up everything as far as disaster tents and, and waiting for people, and they would come in. Um, some patients would come in and they'd be like, look, I, I've been I've been keeping myself in my house all day, but I had to come out because this was bothering me. And like, it honestly touched my heart. I was like, mm-hmm. thank you so much for staying home. Like, that is yeah. literally the best thing you can do right now. Like, you're right. having an impact. And like, that's yeah. that's the message I try to, to share with people is like, it, yeah. I know you feel like you're doing nothing, but it's been so huge because like, you know, I don't want to talk about COVID too much because I think the right. news is like COVIDed out. But like, we were we were really strapped in for disaster. Like we were yeah. we were ready for Italy, New York, mm. and we're seeing some, but we're not we're not seeing as much as we thought we would. And it's a blessing. And I don't think yeah. our forecasts were wrong. I think the actions of everybody, you know, leadership, but down to individuals, has been so important. Um, it's our Midwest sensibility, lie, law abiding person. They're like, all right, you tell us what to do. Absolutely. Here we are. We will get in line. We will stay at home. Like the opposite of the coasts and Florida. Exactly. Yeah. This, like this look out for your neighbor sensibility too. Like I remember when I moved back from Baltimore, Sanjay, I don't know if you felt like this when you moved from like Boston or DC, but people would be shocked when I would open up the door for other people. And they were like, oh my, oh my gosh, thank you. Like, no, it's, and it's like, you just don't even, you say please and thank you. And I, I do think that you're right. It is a little bit of, we don't want to get in trouble, but I think- No, it's our wholesome, yeah. yes, our wholesome Midwest yeah. selves. I know. Yeah. And I, I, think, I think that's a huge part that's coming out of this. I mean, there's there's a lot there, especially early, there was a lot of negativity. Um, you know, why am I doing this? And and I think over time it's become more acceptable, but mm-hmm. I totally see your point, Chrissy, like, like people that do have to stay home, it, it takes conscious effort to be like, no, me doing this is important. Um, and, and I am important. I'm making a difference, even if I'm not quote doing anything, right. um, because it, it is. And, and like me, I'll speak on behalf. And while I don't represent UC health right now on this podcast, I will speak for the, the, entire health system and Cincinnati health system in general is like, we are so grateful for everybody for, or almost everybody for following the rules. Um, because we would be, we were, so to give you an idea, well, I, I can't give you too many specifics, but I set up stages for my emergency department. So I'm the medical director at at Mm -hmm. UC Westchester and we set up stages for disaster planning for how bad this thing was going to get. And I went to level seven, which was stage Armageddon, uh, as I labeled it, if we were in a New York situation, we got no, we've gotten nowhere close. And, you know, we hope to never be that way. We're ready. um, Should it happen? But, you know, again, everybody's kind of doing their part and it's so important and and we're so appreciative of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great call out. And I'm I'm just curious, like when you think about kind of what, what were we talking about yesterday, Sanjay? What did I say? The not the new normal, the next normal. I'm trying to coin that. Yeah. <laughs> the next normal. So, what's this next phase look like? And we 
we anticipate that people are going to be more hesitant about getting out of their houses. It's going to be slower, right? And people are moving into society, but maybe not wanting to do big things. And I know for me, I know Sanjay was at a Steve Aoki concert, um, <laughs> like before all of this. I know I Sanjay, love Sanjay. Yes, I knew that I loved you. <laughs> I, know. Like, I love crowds and concerts and being in the moment and kind did of you like, get caked. Especially uh, no, I did not. I think he was selling cake, cake row. Like it was at Bogart's first of all. So like you're oh, totally so didn't crowded. Have the cake. No, he, Oh, he had like eight. Oh, cakes. He had the cake. um, yeah, but you could get like cake quote seating where it was actually just being the front two rows next to the mm-hmm. stage for mm-hmm. like 750 bucks. I'm like, dude, like I'll just buy a cake for 12 bucks and I will cake myself when I get home. Uh, I didn't do that for the record. Uh, actually, I got some cake on my shoe. Um, so I did get kicked. It, Ooh, it, like, that's perfect. Yeah, people threw it. <laughs> people well, threw it from the front. Just kept going. Anyway. About, like, people kind of coming back into this, and you think about with specifically, I think about gyms, and I think about um, like getting people back. I know Chrissy is like super anxious to not be using <laughs> like bands in her home anymore. I'm gonna strangle myself with a no, long band. I yeah. Mean, how- I think that, you know, I know a little bit more about, I wanted you to share a little bit about like your onboarding approach and kind of the seven pillars of wellness, but like, how do you think you're going to tackle that as you guys are kind of waiting to open? Because you're supposed to be open April 1st. And I know that this has been a, um, it's kind of a wait and see thing. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, Davey. So, uh, you know, we, we originally actually got this building, our our building's in Oakley, um, Mm. kind of right off of Ridge Road um, near the Target and Kroger shopping center. So oh, we're yeah. surrounded by ev- ev- literally every gym possible. Yep. Um, and there we are too. So it's cool. That's uh, like the Mecca hotspot of gyms in Cincinnati over there. I don't know. Wh- I do know what it is. I understand you're in a good spot to hit a lot of people. Yeah. But I'm um, like, this is like the fire and, on the map right over there. And things got, you know, we, we were hoping to be open in September of last year. That was our original goal and things mm-hmm. got delayed with build out and everything. But uh, Stevie and I talked about this a few weeks ago is like this, this to me, like this, this thing not opening may have been a blessing. You know, it's given us, we, we didn't just get clients in that suddenly had to drop away or anything like that or yeah. um, anything like that. Our landlord's been phenomenal. He's this guy, mm-hmm. Mark Ayer. He's just an incredible guy who's been supportive of us. Um, and so there, there's a lot of things that have worked out well through this. And, you know, I consider it somewhat of a blessing that it, it got delayed. It's been you know, it's sure it was frustrating at times, but um, we're going to be okay. So, you know, the question, like you asked TV is like, what, well, when we get, when, when things lift, how is it going to be different? And it will be, um, you know, it, if things were shut down for two weeks, I think a lot of people were itching to get back to their, their old lives. Um, and I think now people are starting to realize like, you know what, maybe I should wash my hands more. Maybe I shouldn't go to that Steve Aoki concert. I'd still go. Um, but I'm maybe, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't like, you know, do all this. Maybe I shouldn't go to, go to the gym when so many people are there. Um, and we have to be sensitive to that. Um, you know, again, the thing I take pride in the most with our group of, of, um, people in our company is that, we understand people and we understand their needs and wants and, and that everyone's going to be different and we're not going to force people to do it. So, you know, obviously, it, you know, guys, this is a fitness podcast, like you, you know what's going on. Everyone's doing virtual workouts and, and all that other stuff. And yeah. and we're doing that, too. So um, it, Luke and Steve uh, and John have all launched remote programming. So they're using the same old uh 
the, the, the old thing um, as far as the program, True Coach, um, mm -hmm. but they've dropped their rates and they're providing more. So every week I get five workouts, um, five workouts a week for you know, I guess 20 workouts a month, um, which is great because usually I go yeah. in three times. Um, but these these workouts are, are built again for me. They're not being yeah. sent out to everybody. And um, that, you know, that personalization again is important. So like, you know, the one thing we're doing right now is we're giving, we literally just got our equipment in and we're giving it out. We're giving it away. Um, yeah. So, I've heard other gyms doing that, like leasing it out or you like pay, put a deposit down for, for a belt, a barbell. And then, you know, we got your credit card on file, whatever. We got your $25. When this is all over, you bring it back. We're good to go. And yeah. that's, I, that's great to hear. I wish that I had a gym that was doing that though. I miss lifting a heavy weight. I'm there like the with heaviest, you. The heaviest weight I have is a 35 pound kettlebell. This is which is so, like not bad, but this is a oh, can you see it? There is 44 pound kettlebell and a 35 yeah. pound dumbbell. That's all I got yeah. right now. But I wanted yeah. to save a lot behind for for clients and um, yeah. you know. So actually, that goes back to something else. So we we are giving that away for a lease. We're not leasing it. It's just free for yeah. clients because we really, I mean, we really appreciate it. We know everyone's on hard times right now, especially financially, but even mentally, yeah. it's hard to work out. And, and the people that are still doing stuff, we appreciate. So, so the deal is, is I joined on with Luke, you know, three years ago and Steve was there at the same time. Since I've known those guys, we've switched gyms now three times for a mm. multitude of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and their clients, no matter where we ended up, follow. Um, yeah, and it's so the, it's a true testament to those guys. Like I, as, as far as being part of this company, um, you know, I'm, I'm a minor part of it as far as I'm concerned. Um, those guys have the expertise. I'm just trying to yeah. help put things together. Um, and, and, you know, my main purpose in this company, I'm, I, I like to consider myself a professional client, um, because I'm not going to try to be a coach. That's, that's, those guys are experts. I've seen what they yeah. do. Um, and they're phenomenal at it. And I'm not, and I'm, I'm ready to admit that, um, yeah. you know, Luke asked like, would you want to be a coach someday? And I'm like, honestly, no, like I'll never get to your level of like amazingness at being a coach. So I'm going to focus on what I can focus on, which is taking care of you guys and listening to the clients and making sure we're providing them what they need. Um, yeah. and it's yeah. that kind of, so Luke and I are the, the co-owners, but we, we honestly consider it a, a four part membership. Um, yeah. but you know, Luke brings that technical stuff and, and that excellent coaching. And then I bring that client view. So the guys are probably tired of me saying like, I'm going to put on my client hat now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I do it and I can, I can kind of see it through those eyes because, you know, again, I was in a tough place three years ago. And I think anyone that wants to either start or continue a fitness journey, um, they're, they're in a vulnerable place, but being able to see it from a multitude of views, as far as from the professional view or from just the general, like Joe Schmo view, which is mine, um, yeah. you know, getting, getting to attack those things and seeing what people need is, is important. And that's what we pride ourselves on. You know, again, like Stevie mentioned, um, the seven pillars that we focus on, um, which is fitness, nutrition, education, mm. spiritual, emotional community and service. So, yeah. um, we, we focus on all of those things to, to get people to be better and, and 
look at it technically, but also just holistically and and in the general wellness picture. Yeah. Um, so I think I, think I was a little tangential, but uh, as far no, as I love a tangent. <laughs> as far as what we're gonna do um, going forward, so you know, our main thing right now is gonna be remote programming. But like I mentioned, education is a big thing for us. That's one of our mm -hmm. big pillars. So eventually, what that's gonna look like is. Um, you know, in-person seminars. Um, so oh, cool. I obviously have a lot of touches to the medical community, but those guys have a lot of touches in nutrition. So, you know, getting getting nutritionists in there, getting even like an endocrinologist uh, to give a talk. And, and that's what it'll eventually look like. But even now, um, having kind of, uh, you know, Zoom conferences, we did our first one two weeks ago, um, mm. which was a Zoom conference. And I talked about COVID, um, mm. but it wasn't like, it was more managing fear and anxiety. So like, yeah, it wasn't like a, here's the state of the union address on like what's happening with COVID. And I, what I appreciated is you took it to more of like, how am I managing my life at home right now too? Um, yeah. While I'm just like, important. what did we say yesterday, Chrissy? Like we're managing the existence of anxiety right now and the anxiety of getting back to life. Now, right. Like right. Well, it yeah. Of anxiety. <laughs> well, this whole conversation just got me thinking about a couple different points. Like the first one, and this has been on my mind the last couple of days, and I'm trying to practice some fear releasing exercises where I'm just like talking about what I'm afraid of out loud. And so I've been thinking about this and hearing, you know, Stevie, you asked the question of how are we planning for when this quarantine does break? You know, right now we're at like supposedly two weeks. And then what we're just released like what everything's just opened again like what i can't even wrap my mind around like how are we all just gonna be like okay yep we're back to bars we're back to touching each other i'm back to a gym where a million people are sweating all over i'm like how does it work i don't know i don't i don't know if any of us had that answer but i'm like this i don't even know how to, how do we manage that yeah, it's I don't that it is right like i don't think that that's the i mean even if people say yes, like you leave the, <laughs> you, you leave the bomb shelter and you come out and you're still trying to navigate life. Right. right? Like I'm like a little baby deer with like my shaky legs, like, all right, what's going to happen. And I, I think that with all the trends work that I do through, you know, corporate, um, PG alumni, Clorox, like a lot of the, uh, a lot of LPK that mm -hmm. I saw, I think that so much of it is coming back to people also reevaluating like what they're letting back in, right? And saying like the, the gates are going to be, the gates are going up and the gates have gone up on what gets to come in and out, right? The meetings you're taking are probably fewer and far between. Like mm -hmm. I know just so many people that are asking me for things. Oh yeah. I haven't easier because I don't have to look them I look at them in the eyes and tell them no. But I also it was so unhealthy before. And I think that the investment in ourselves, it, it'll go one of two ways. It'll be, you know, we're gonna do the right thing, which is, you know, just really invest in ourselves and that answer will allow for us to understand what life looks like or we're gonna try to go back to what life looked like before and break. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I think, 
most likely we're probably going to try to go back to what life was like because that's what we know it you know talking about being comfortable like even if it was terrible we at least know it was terrible (laughs) this unknown that we might be coming into i think people will always pick a painful thing that they know versus a maybe you know something they don't know that's the human that's the human condition though right like we pick things that don't work because we know what it is versus the the unknown the, the psyche, uh, the, the black hole, right, is so much scarier than the hell you're in. I mean, there's like, yeah. there's a whole different yeah. abusive relationships and things like that. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What, have, what have you guys been doing, you know, maybe like a one or two strategies or techniques or whatever it's been, you know, outside of keeping our bodies moving that have helped you work through these exact conversations that we're all having one way or the other, that the bottom line is like, we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going to go on in the next couple of weeks. You know, like what have you guys been doing to take care of yourself in that way? So here's something I like to do. I, I like to consider myself a permission grantor. Um, and it's permission to feel and permission to be. I need um, you as a doctor to write me a permission <laughs> slip. <laughs> so <to> here, say. <laughs> here's what I mean by it. You don't and have to I, do anything today. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a weird, it's a weird thing for me to admit especially publicly, but I, I recognize that in my position that, I, you know, people look up to me. Um, and yes. if I can admit stuff about what I've been through, other people can feel that they can too. And and it's, again, I don't mean to be arrogant in it. Um, I think any no, of us- It's true. You're, yeah, you're, it's true. You're, we look, doctor, regardless, especially an emergency physician, like Absolutely. People hear that, myself included. I'm like, okay, tell me what to do. (laughs) And I (laughs) think any of us are allowed to admit that. Uh, But it was something I had to come to terms with. Um, Actually, uh, Stevie knows this. I was was listening to the, or I was watching the Don Miller, who is an author, um, and Rachel Hollis had a a joint thing yesterday. And they were talking about, you know, sharing their struggles. Um, And you never want to share a struggle that you're actively going through is what they talked about. Um, But but one that you've conquered, because um, you know, it, it's otherwise it's kind of like venting and stuff and you don't want to share that necessarily publicly or at least in their mind. And, and, you know, everyone's allowed to do whatever they want, but I, sure. I like reflecting on this stuff again to other people that want to hear it or ask to hear it um, because it does give them permission. And so I'll, I'll tell you, you know, COVID I've talked about fear and anxiety on that, on that zoom conference mm-hmm. um, because I felt it. Right. Like this is scary shit, like especially when it was coming out of Italy and New York. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this day that we had, I'm I'm sitting in this leadership meeting uh, at UC for emergency medicine. It was just a few of us in the room and things had just hit Seattle and people were dying. And an ER doc got intubated. You know, he's Mm -hmm. on a ventilator in Seattle and suddenly now it's hitting home. Um, This is this could be us. This will be us is pretty much the Mm -hmm. thought is that we're going to get into this and it's going to hit us hard. And so we're at this meeting and suddenly like I'm thinking about my calendar for the day. I'm like, I cleared everything out. And I, I met with my uh, clinical manager, uh, who's our head nurse essentially for the ER at Westchester, Brian, um, who's phenomenal. And we sat down and we're like, what are we going to do? And we were, I, I got to the office at like 10 in the morning and I was there to three at three in the morning. Um, and we're just planning and whiteboarding everything. And it was, it was. I have a vision of, do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. I have a vision of like 
the fucking like white walkers coming towards or you like you see like the Dothraki's like lights coming and then they go out like that's what I'm picturing like Corona coming to Cincinnati and you guys are like locked in like uh, what are we gonna do that was pretty much it yes. and instead we just like hid in the library like Sam but no we actually we we got through that and it, it was a couple days of that um but it was realization of my own mortality at that point, which was really, I mean, I, I've been thinking about not to be overly morbid or anything, but, you know, I, I do a lot of spiritual thinking and reading and, and, you know, mortality is a, a huge thing that I like to think about because it, it helps me live a better life right now. Right. Um, but, but at that point it was like, whoa, threat of mortality. Like this is, this is coming and there's a good chance I'll die. Um, because at that point, you know, we heard the stories of Italy, we heard the stories of Seattle, um, and I was really, you know, thinking, I'm going to get it, and there's a good yeah. chance I'll die. Um, and so I I went home, and I'm I'm sitting there, and, you know, it was a couple of days of this planning, and I had a little more time to think, and um, I was convinced that I was going to die, and I'm just kind of like in this place in my head, and mm-hmm. I, I had to sit down, and I journaled, and that's something I would have never done three years ago, but um, I bought a stuff out my journal and I said, you know, what, what matters? Um, and, and what really, you know, after four pages of scribbling and just scribbling, and maybe some of it was nonsense, what I came back to was, well, what's my mission? Um, and, and my personal mission that I've already defined for myself is help people live happier, healthier lives. That's it. It's, mm-hmm. it's that simple. Um, but that's what I want to do. But another thing I, I like to think about is, not first order kind of results, but, but third order. Um, I can't remember who taught me that was, maybe it was Maxwell, but, um, it was, it's okay. Well, I could run away. Like (laughs) I told Stevie recently, I could run away to a desert Island right now and just get away the hell from this and not, not get this. Um, and I'd feel fine. I'd feel fine right now, but how would I feel about that in five years as opposed to, you know, I'm not going after this, completely unsafe, but what if I get in there and do the best I can and give it my all? And if I look back on this five years from now and, you know, I did everything I could, I'm going to feel damn good about it. Mm -hmm. And if I'm on my deathbed in two weeks because COVID got me, I can still feel good about myself. And maybe that's the end, but it, you know, it would have to end sometime, but I I went out like a boss, you know, like, um, and, and the other thing is being a director of an emergency department, I, I have responsibility for my crew and it's not just the docs, it's the nurses, it's the environmental service people. It's, it's Mm. literally everyone in my department that I, that I put under my wing. And if I'm, if I want to help them through this and keep them safe, there's only one way to be. Um, And that's, that's a guy who's focused on their safety um, and then the safety of the patients. But right now it's still about safety. Um, mm-hmm. and I have a crew of over 200 people that I consider myself responsible for. Um, and, and facing that every day and knowing that, um, it, you know, giving it my best is, is all I want to do, but the, there was fear there. And, and honestly, yeah. there still is a little bit, but that idea of how am I going to feel eventually mm-hmm. goes back to like everything I try to focus on. And you're, we all slip back into things. We all slip back into instant gratification and stuff. Um, but ultimately when it comes to going to the gym, like we were talking about, like, yeah, it sucks when you're doing it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, but knowing how I want to feel eventually, you know, that when that burn hits, 
you know, that's the moment I always think to myself, I, I screw with my brain a little bit. Um, and I think this is the point where growth happens. Like every, yeah. every other part leading to that was just getting me to the point of growth. And now yeah. if I push through this as much as I can, maybe it's a minute extra, this is where I'm going to grow. So it's going to be a little bit better next time, or I can right. go a little faster. Um, and yeah, sometimes I wimp out. Um, but, but that kind of goes for everything is that it's those periods and it's cliche, but like the, the periods of most pain is the time of most potential growth. And yeah. um, being okay with that is one of the hardest things that I've had to do. But understanding that about others um, is one of the, one of the, I think one of my strengths um, yeah. going through it, having been through it, um, it, you know, having been through the worst, I, in our, at Revive, our, uh, our symbol is a phoenix. And it's which I love because I'm currently rereading all of the Harry Potter books. And so any <laughs> reference that I can get in a parallel to a lesson from Harry Potter, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. on the Phoenix. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We all get burned at some point, but um, we need a lot of things to to you know rise up from that. And so, mm -hmm. you know, again, going back mm -hmm. to revive a little bit, it's the it, it's basically what we want to do. And it's not just picking people up when they're down. It's it's helping them rise further from there. And and again, not just focusing on fitness, but overall wellness. So that, I'll yeah. tell you that the layout of our gym is, uh, quote gym, of our center is we've got a pretty big um, workout space. It's like 80 by 30. Um, mm -hmm. And then we have a couple lounge areas where people can chill because it, the importance of socialization, like there's, there's no better place. I mean, my, my best friends are in the gym now. Um, I, I don't hang a lot. I know people. me too. And I can't see any of them or work out with any of them. Yeah. And it stinks. Um, but <laughs> addition and um, adjoining to one of these lounges is an extra space, which um, we call our flex space. And so that's where we are also going to have a yoga studio or we're, we have a yoga studio. It's it's beautifully lit. Um, but we'll also have our seminars and get togethers and even book club. Um, mm. Because, you know, again, books are important to me, like super important. And I, I don't even care if I'm the only person there. Um, but I'd love to like continue to read books and book discuss club. them. All good. <laughs> All good, but like Harry Potter, you'll have at least one other person yeah. there. Yep, yeah. I will be there. <laughs> um, this podcast is turned into a Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> so we want to have everything under one roof, and and for wellness, and you know, like like Stevie mentioned, we don't know how this is going to look like when we're all done with it. But yeah, the 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 fact that we created this with the ability to provide people with a multitude of things that they may need, I think is going to serve us well. Um, and I hope it will. And, and the ability to, you know, it's called a flex space for a reason. We can use that area for anything. Yeah. Um, and as times change, we'll have to change. And it's, it, you know, the, the, one of the best things about the, the three coaches is their degree of humility. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they're one of, one of the things I like to live by is the, the Socrates quote of um, the, well, I think it's, I think it's embellished a bit, but basically the one thing I know is that I know nothing. Um, and yeah, just living with that, that too. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I don't, and, and that keeps me curious and wanting to explore mm -hmm. things that may be better. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the, the rest of the guys also um, kind of uh, subscribe to that. So, uh, you know, the, the fact that we're always willing to roll on and I think that's going to really benefit us. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, journaling has helped think forward thinking for you of, yeah, it might not be so great right now, but what's that feeling later going to be like, or how am I going to think of myself at a later time to kind of help guide some of my decisions? Those are great. I, I 
I like that. I've, I've been having a really hard time with working out. Like it doesn't feel great. I'm mm-hmm. not finding joyful movement. I'm not really loving it in the moment, but I hold really tight to, I know after I'm going to feel better. I'm yep. going to feel better after, like just do it for the, the after feeling. I'll tell you at uh, 10, I started my daily workout today and I had done three sets of these, these things. And I was like, it says four, it says four. I can do three though. I can do three. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> but I want to, you know, so I have my, I have my five characteristics and, and no one really knows this. So there's the people that come to my place and see it where I've written it on my wall. It's literally in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the characteristics that get me to my mission, which I've already mentioned are being curious, honest, intentional, grateful, and giving mm-hmm. um, those five things. And so the honest thing is, is important. So for, for those five things, curious, honest, intentional, grateful, and giving, it's, it's how I relate, not just to myself, but to other people. And, and I think about those constantly, as well as the line uh, on my whiteboard that says, um, be the person you admire. Um, those, those five characteristics, that thing is my guiding principle. I think a lot of people are, out there are born with like these guiding principles or at least raised with them. Um, I had to kind of create them and reflect on them. But, yeah. you know, quitting early would have and and maybe logging it as uh, as four sets would have mm-hmm. not been honest to myself or to Luke, um, right. and then and then it wouldn't be the person I admire. Um, and so when I when I talk about being the person I admire, um, there's it's twofold. And again, it, it may sound arrogant in the second part, but the the first part is I think about someone specific, like what would what would Will Smith do? Um, his, uh-huh. one of my, one of my yeah, heroes. I do that too. Yeah, Will Smith not the... Will Smith, but <laughs> <laughs> there's another guy, Jim Burby, um, who I've uh, he no one knows him, um, but he's this amazing guy. I'm happy to tell the story if we have time. But um, he's another guy who just inspired the heck out of me, and I think about those guys, and that's that's how I live my life. So I yeah. I I want to feel better, and I want to be those people, but I also um, think about how will I feel about myself so I can admire myself? So we arrived to the question, Sanjay, what does being fit mean to you? Um, so, so being fit to me, um, again, this is my, my own individual journey reflected, but it's, it's being, yep. it's building yourself up in, in mind and body so that the circumstances, sorry, circumstances of life don't keep you from living the life you want to live. Um, I, yeah. I used to live a lot basically based on what happened to me. Um, and life would either suck or be amazing based on that. Um, but that only lasts for so long and, and mm-hmm. building myself up and giving myself the confidence to pursue things. I never, again, I was never business minded. I was never an athlete. I never did the things that challenged me, but, but doing those things, um, keeps me and, and knowing what, like you, like we were talking about with those third order consequences, the eventual and having a goal and and the strength and skills, or at least the confidence that I can learn um, how to get there, keeps me from you know being thrown off track. You know, I, yeah. I think the the COVID thing. I'm I consider myself blessed for what I went through three years ago. Um, I don't think I would have handled this COVID thing as well as I mm. I did. And and you know I'm mm-hmm. sure I, there's a lot I could have done better. But internally, um, I'm I'm at peace. You know even even facing this, you know, horrible thing right now, um, I'm at peace with what I'm doing and what I'm facing and the challenges that are that are coming our way. Yeah, it sounds a lot of like confidence and mental 
resiliency. Yeah, and play it. Play and it's not like you know. I, I like Brendan Burchard. I think it was Brendan Burchard who who quoted about confidence. He he says you know confidence isn't the ability to do everything. Um, it's it's the knowledge that you can learn how to do it. Um, which is why yeah. I pride myself so much on learning, uh, you know, reading, um, because there's so yeah. much. We're living in this amazing time where there's so much knowledge available out there, and it's essentially free. Um, and mm-hmm. and I can learn how to, you know, I may not be business minded, but I can l- learn how to run a business well or or lead people through it. Um, right. And I think that's just it, it's, you know, it's it's getting through those obstacles though that's really hard in our mind that kind of defines us as who we are and who we aren't. Um, but but just reading and learning and exploring things and and being willing to fail and and being willing to test things really kind of got me out here, but certainly not the person I, I was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am reminded all the time, especially right now, but fitness helps remind me of this too. As humans, we can learn new things, you know, we can adapt and, and we can take on different things that just like you said, that you didn't think that you could do, or you weren't good at like, well, you might not know it now, but it doesn't, or it's not, it's not, not even necessarily, oh, I'm bad at this. It's that you don't know how to do it right. yet. And no one knows you how know? And we like learning, right? Like I know Chrissy, you and I talked about that for like learning how to bird oh my watch gosh, and yes. classical music <laughs> and all of that the last time I was there. But I think that that's the piece of it is if you look at it with a positive lens mm-hmm. of, oh my gosh, the world that I knew that I had already started to master, I get the opportunity. I'm afforded the opportunity to go and be curious again right. and learn how to exist in this new space and embracing it with curiosity versus anxiety, I think is half of the, actually the thing I'm the most excited about is that we won't know what it looks like. And it kind of just got blown up. And I like Sanjay, like I'm kind of a pull the ripcord kind of person, like move me to an Island or like at this point I'll hop on a plane and usually go visit my friends in San Francisco. And I'm like, I can't do that. And so I'm forced to kind of learn more, which is a fun opportunity. Yeah, no, it's a good reframing. Yeah. And Sanjay, I know you've said you're grateful to every one of us for staying home, but also super grateful for you and your team yeah. and I'm sure everything that you guys are going through. And I think about this a lot, you know, where my life is is a lot less busy right now and it's, you know, for, for good or bad. And, you know, again, some people sitting at home without jobs, you know, working through Chrissy Teigen's cookbook, <laughs> but there are other people who's whose work is multiplied or, you know, you're working around the clock. So I want to acknowledge that too. And thanks a lot for coming on, Stevie. Oh, thanks a lot for coming for on. Where can me. people follow you? So uh, you can follow. Find out about Revive. Please. Thank you. So um, on Instagram, we're uh, at Revive Strength. Um, revive Strength again. So, and, and our um, website is www.revivestrength.com. And then if you want to go to my personal Instagram, it's Dr. Dr. Sanjay Sinsi. So D-R-S-A-N-J-A-Y-C-I-N-C-Y. And you can also link up to, um, link to Revive Strength from there because I have a link on my account. Perfect, perfect. Everyone, thanks for listening. Continue to stay at home, but get out for those walks and hashtag WhatTheFitWalk while you're doing it. Spread the word of WhatTheFit. And as always, appreciate you. Thanks, Christy. Thank you, everyone.